Now, when I spoke with you in 2016, ahead of that um, remarkable 2016 Democratic presidential primary in South Carolina, one of the things we spent a long time talking about was South Carolina's Democratic bench. Yes. The effect that it has on politics in that state, that the state is seen as a red state, is yep. seen as a Republican dominant state. Um, and so people who might, who are Democrats, who might be inclined toward political service, um, leave the state and seek it elsewhere. Yes. Because it doesn't seem like fertile territory. You've clearly decided that that's not true for you. No, it's not true for me. And Jamie you remember, Harrison. I talked about a Clyburn Fellowship that I created that year. We have now trained 125 young people in every county in South Carolina train them to run for office themselves. So now we have newly elected members of the state house, uh, school board, the county council, people who sit on boards of trustees. There are Clyburn fellows. And many of them now are running the, the presidential campaigns that the 20 some odd presidential candidates <laughs> have in South Carolina. So we are really leading uh, this whole new, new South as we talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I hope to be a part of that story. Yeah, I want to do more on that. That's Jamie Harrison. He's uh, got a great story. I'll play a little clip more in a minute because I want you to hear more of his story. But my point is, and welcome again to Possibility Politics, uh, is that one side is saying, how do we deepen ourselves to become and get the things that matter to Americans? And the other side is saying, how much do we obstruct? How much do we stand in our certitude? How much do we fight with our rage? And I know people say, oh, liberals fight too. Yes, that's true. Each side has its, you know, its fighty fringe. But where is it as a movement? And there's so much more for people well, than you have, against. You have two four-letter words. You have one, uh, you have fear which seems to motivate the one side, and yes. then you have hope, yeah. which seems to motivate the other. Yeah. And those are fundamental principles, I think. So sure. is it possible to make inroads with fear? <laughs> yes. Well, no, yeah, I always like, yes. the, the, I like the analogy, you can startle someone with fear. And in the same way, they go, boo, and they startle. But after the third or fourth boo, they go, okay, I'm done being startled. And now I want to get back to reality here. And so we're in that phase, I believe. So like, so on, let's say, the Trump supporters, right? Okay, so their fear, because they're fed this through Fox mm -hmm. News, which is a lie, is that the reason why they don't have good jobs is because of um, immigrants. Yeah, people who don't look like them. You know, the Basically, reason, yeah. you know, so they're... Well, they're willing to accept blame. Just give me something to blame because so, I'm going to feel better with but blame. It, but I'm trying yeah. to go That's to their so fear. Lazy. Right, which is, blame is the is the relief of fear. Okay, so, but right. underneath that is the fear. I'm not going to have enough. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. I'm Can not going to be that? enough. I'm not. So how do you know how like that's where the conversation, I think if, if we can get there, we could actually have a conversation about things like single payer health care, universal tuition, yeah. um, you know, universal living wage and right. things like that. It needs to be explained but, very simply, I think, that the reason you're not having enough, the reason you're afraid is not the brown person who just got here. It's probably a CEO. Right. It's probably, it could be your local district attorney. So if that was the other thing about local. Man, vote your DAs in because they determine. They make a huge, they and make vote a, Jackie Lacey out. Yeah. Okay. New uh, DA, 2020. Um, for you, California. John Oliver on the Yeah, the, his, his show. segment, last yeah. week tonight on, I highly recommend it, last week tonight's segment on district attorneys. Oh, district attorneys it'll, is, it'll is change your paradigm terrifying. on local politics. <laughs> I, I'd be happy to tell you about our district attorney because I happen to know a lot. Okay, I'll take that opening. 
here she goes. So, district attorney here in Los Angeles County is a woman named Jackie Lacey. She's been DA for five years. In the five years that she's been DA, over 520 people in Los Angeles County have died at the hands of law enforcement. 520 over five years. And in that five years, she has prosecuted as of three months ago, one, one officer. So when I first started, um, showing up to Wednesdays to be a circle of support for the families. I'm thinking of Jesse Romero's dad. Jesse Romero was 14 years old playing with a water gun, 14. His hands were up. He's dead. He was shot by police. So um, when I first started showing up to be a support to these families and to tell Jackie Lacey, step down, you're not doing your job. Your job is to prosecute these police who conduct themselves this way. Um, That number was 430. We're now at 520. Mm, So um, Jackie Lacey is not doing her job. And we need to vote in a new DA here in Los Angeles County in 2020. You know, a lot of people probably think, oh, in California, you probably don't have this issue. (laughs) You know, oh, that just happens in Missouri, right? No. No. We also need to take a good, hard look at the military to police pipeline. Yeah. And also, could we train them? This is all the crime bill left over. Right. This is the whole era. Yeah. Do you know who authored the 1994 crime bill? Joe Biden. Joe Biden authored that bill. Oh, you don't think that's going to be around his neck? authored that bill. Okay, so now we're good. Good. Perfect pivot into the Joe Biden also opposed the integration of our public schools. So we know you're not for him. So <laughs> I'm also I'm just tired of the media telling me that he's winning every poll and he's going to blow everybody oh, away because okay. it's absolute freaking crap. Good. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about, let's that. Talk about that. All right. So first of all, if you do a little analysis of those polls, you guys already know this, that they're one of the reasons why Joe Biden is a front runner is a couple of reasons. The big reason is that Obama love. They think he's associated with Obama. That's one. Second one, there is a lot. Of, they did a lot of polling and there's a lot of women. Weirdly, even feminists. They ask people that have self-identified feminists who preferred Joe Biden, why? Because they're genuinely afraid that a man, a woman can't win presidency, period. Okay, let's now, talk about their fear. Yeah, right? right? No, but- <laughs> I mean, come on, ladies. Right? And your gender's going to have to save the day. Put your bra on your lipstick and let's lead. Well, they're going to. And here's one of the, here's a, a, a historical predictor that gives me encouragement on that topic. When Hillary was running against, when Obama was running against Hillary in 2008, Obama was way in the back. As you remember, he won in Iowa and black support went from 70% Hillary to 60% Obama in a minute mm-hmm. because they went, oh, he, he can, can win. win. Yeah. And once... These these debates, we get through some of these debates, we get some polling polling matchups, we're gonna see women go, Oh, wait, Kamala Harris might win, Elizabeth Mary, oh, a woman can win, or Bernie Sanders can win, or you know, somebody Cory Booker, somebody of a color. They're gonna see that it's possible 
and it's gonna, but right now there's so much fear. There's so much fear that Trump might get a second term. And that is our job as, as, as on the left, as progressives, as people who see that a person of character is important in the White House. Yes. That you've got to watch. Your fear that somehow America is going to prefer a lying, narcissistic, malignant sociopath over, over a anybody. Woman. We, over right, a woman. Right. We didn't in 2016 by 3 million votes. We didn't. But you remember all the particulars. We don't need to go over this again. Right. But the fact that we were told Hillary's going to win, so a lot of people would just say, well, I'll, I'll third party vote. I won't show up. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a million factors that happened. Plus, the Russian interference was huge. Well, the fact that she and didn't campaign stuff. in Pennsylvania, yeah. and Michigan, she, she or thought Wisconsin. She was going to win, too. She folded because in. She, she felt she did not have to earn in. the votes that they were See, owed to her. And that's Everybody what, was wrong. That's what bothers me Everybody about Biden. He's got that same cocky attitude. He's well, not showing oh, up just, to the California Democratic Convention, right. but like, everybody else There's like is. a half dozen yeah. huge progressive things. He's just well, he blowing off. He might be staying away out of Kamala Harris's uh, way, too. It's weird because so many of them are senators. They have this weird kind of collegiate thing they're doing with each other. Uh, oh, leaving, Elizabeth leaving Warren is a senator. Yeah. Bernie well. Sanders is a senator. There's so lots of senators showing up. Who's, who's your second favorite? <laughs> You guys are gonna you guys got laugh. Favorites? Yeah, I would get off me. Who's your favorite? So far, who do you like so far? I can. I know you guys don't like Hickenlooper. Um, Why but, would you? Well, the thing about Hickenlooper, you know, he's running on this idea that my friend John wrote, which was on the news that other night, is that he did this great thing, which was very socialist ultimately, where they made sure everybody in Colorado who wanted an IUD had one. And the numbers and reduction of unwanted birth and pregnancies were unbelievable. 42%, 50s and 60s. 42% yeah. drop. Yeah, it, it was unbelievable. Yeah. It was the most, one of the most effective social programs ever. And what is he running on now? Against socialism. It's bizarre to me. So I'm kind of done with Hickenlooper because he's trying to sell everyone as the prag- pragmatist. But short of him, I'm almost, I love almost everybody. Uh, who's your I, number one pick? I like, if I could just, I don't know for sure. If you sure had a magic early, wand. But a magic wand right now, I'd do like a Booker Harris, Harris Booker ticket almost right now. Uh, really? Would, so you just want to put big pharma in the White House, huh? <laughs> See, but then there's. <laughs> also, do you have any idea how much water he carried for Betsy DeVos about five years <laughs> oh, ago? Oh, yeah. I know, I know. And this is the thing is you can, now, and if you want to talk about Bernie, I'm not going to get into Bernie with you guys because if I start to say what I don't like about Bernie, what <laughs> don't you like about, about Bernie? I think he's too angry at Wall Street. Oh, I love his anger. It's so sexy. I think he has cornered Wall Street in a way and said, you guys are crooks. There's no hope for you. We are bad. We're done with you. And it's like, no, I have to give everybody the opportunity to evolve. You can, <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you want to give a sociopathic corporation the opportunity to evolve? Well, a corporation Do you understand? Is not a people. Do you understand how they're going to evolve? Remember evolve when, into when they bankrupted this us. country and none of them served any consequences? Oh, I think they got golden parachutes. Yeah. That was their punishment. No, that wasn't. Uh, millions that was and millions and millions. That was politicians and district attorneys and, and attorney generals, right? Uh, I love Swalwell. He's even though a little modern uh, probably for you guys. He flat out says he's not for a single payer. He, yeah, that I have We had him with. at Santa Monica Democratic yeah. Club and um, the president of that club, John Katz, directly asked him and he said, no, by the way, Amy Klobuchar was just at yeah. um, the, uh, the Pacific Palisades Democratic Club, the Santa Monica Democratic Club and the West LA Democratic Club were hosting these candidates. John, again, um, got Amy Klobuchar to say, no, she does not support Medicare for all. Yeah. 
So, I, and and that's a big one, obviously, and I think that's going to make them rise to the top too. I mean, people people are saying, oh, they're so bold. Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders saying Medicare for all. It's not going to be bold. That the Overton window on that is going to move way over. By the time election comes around, people are like, yeah, but it's a huge step because you got to get. It means the end of insurance companies. So Good. Yes, be, it does. I, Good. And and, and oh, I like Julian Castro. <clears throat> obviously, I think he's great. Uh, I, I think uh, <laughs> you guys like in your heads. I can tell you, you can watch their heads spinning. No, they um, have a list of things that are the objections for each. <laughs> Mayor going. Mayor Pete's amusing. Mayor Pete's great. But yeah, but little... you know what? He has. I I don't know Heck any no. of his. I, well, the thing is, that bothers me about him. I don't know any of his policy positions because he has none. He is a shiny object to draw away <laughs> to draw away Bernie voters. Well, it's exactly he, what he is. He is a distraction. Yeah. I, I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> is it too late for somebody else to join the race? Oh, God, no. No, no. Okay. Are you declaring? <laughs> Are you jumping in? This is the platform to do it. Yeah, Here yeah, I am. Yeah. No, but because I, I just wonder about who yeah, isn't on yeah. that list who possibly could be. Well, right, they want right. to put the D, part of the DNC strategy is to put everybody and their brother on the list to suppress the Bernie vote. So. Oh, jeez. I also like Jay Inslee, but you guys may not like him. Um, he's I like Marianne Williamson. I, 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 wanna, I like this person. She's, I'm glad she's going to be in the debate. Me too. I like this But person. you know what I'm worried about the debates is they like will Andrew not. Ng. They will not put Bernie and Biden on those debates together. They're going to put Bernie and Marianne Williamson. Aren't they going to random it? I thought it was random. Yeah. How random? Oh, okay. Oh, really? Random? Okay. You guys yes. are too suspicious. Right. Yeah. Sorry. That's Tom Perez right. okay. is going to totally oh. random it. Because he has that integrity. Right. That sleazy uh, bastard. <laughs> when you get Seth Moulton. You know who Seth Moulton is? You guys following him? No. Massachusetts congressman. Yeah. His, and the fun thing about this election I, I found is that each one was kind of trying to to separate themselves by picking an issue, right? Right. Jay Inslee, uh, the, the governor of Washington, for those who aren't familiar, he's all climate change, right? And he's got a great record to go with it because he's turned Washington into like one of the greener places you could ever go to. So, uh, you know, and Beto O'Rourke, obviously, on immigration focused because there he is. He's in El Paso. He's on a on now. A there's state, somebody right? who is taking oil money, honey. Oh yeah. So we, I think you talked about nobody's right. taking big corporate money on the Democrats. Beto uh, O'Rourke is is, right. is being right. funded by right. big. Kamala Harris has taken some nice big corporate checks too she went out to the hamptons about nine months ago and kissed all the rings and got a nice big fat check yeah well and there's the price well is it a fat check or is it 2600 per person i mean because if they're doing 2600 per person that's not a fat check that's the that's the limit of an individual contribution <laughs> yeah and you and you naively believe that that's the only checks that she's getting or the 2600 well, she has to declare players. everything else i mean she's got to no, be a dude, pack or it's got to be you know, right it's not like she can you could funnel unlimited money into a pack correct but okay. the pack doesn't. She doesn't control the pack. If it's a dark money pack, she's not controlling it. Yeah. You want to. You want. You want to clean up American politics. Take the pack out and, and behind oh, the barn and shoot it in the back of the head like a rabid dog it has become. <laughs> we are completely in agreement with a constitutional amendment because that's the only real remedy. Right. Of no, getting it's, money it's out time of to kill Citizens United before yeah, it kills us. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And and tell me why you love Marianne Williamson. Other than I know why I love it, her that she's in. But oh my gosh. So. Um, First of all, I've known about Marianne Williamson. She's a spiritual teacher. Yeah. Her big Since thing is I've Course been... in Miracles, which is mm-hmm. the only 4,000-page book I've ever written or read. I mean, that's like one of the longest books I've ever read, I but I have read, read it. It's, it's pretty great. Anyway, I read one of her books when I was 12, so I've known about her for a long time. And when I first heard that she was running, my reactions were, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. 
for her. <laughs> and then that went to what an egomaniac. Who does she think she is? Yeah, and then I went to her website with all of this judgment. And and I and I like her. So I still had all of this judgment. And I was like, I'm going to watch her videos. Right. And I started watching her campaign videos i'm like oh that's good oh 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 yes she's she's actually got some really good ideas so here's what i love so first of all she's given the best speech on reparations that i have ever heard in my life and she does a better job at it than bernie so you know i speak the truth people um that's been a great topic actually we'll say that for another show but i have never seen a better speech it's if you go on her website marianne2020.com Click videos and click. It's she has several talks, but it's the one at the Harvard Divinity School. I was like, preach it! Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, what I love about her is this woman is. I marvel at the knowledge that she so easily accesses. just accesses so quickly. Yeah. So she's incredibly smart, and she is strong. She's yeah. one of the strongest people I've ever seen and yet she doesn't get down in the mud. You could never say she's too angry and yet she will hold people accountable. Like I'm absolutely inspired and marveled by her and I'm so grateful she's in the debates and I did contribute money to her campaign just to be, get her to that 60,000 mark to get her in the debates. And I hope um, Bernie and Biden, uh, you know, and Marianne are on the stage debating each other with Booker and Harris and not that my concern is they're going to put the people that are very similar to each other so that there's not right. much contrast and right. then it's just, you know, a big kabuki theater. Okay, so we got to wrap this okay. last thing, but I just want to, just one quick last topic and let me just introduce it with Buddha Judge again, not to make any particular attention to him, but you'll get it because here's the topic. Do you believe at any point in pregnancy, whether it's at six weeks or eight weeks or 24 weeks or whenever, that there should be any limit on a woman's right to have an abortion? You know, I think the, the dialogue has got so caught up on where you draw the line that we've gotten away from the fundamental question of who gets to draw the line. And I trust women to draw the line when it's their own. So I'd like to throw that in because that is the one thing that's going to be on the ballot in 2020 is abortion because of what's going on. So predictions, what, do you, how, what effect is that going to have? What do you, well, it's, all, it's always on been the election in, itself. On the election it, it, itself, for the right, it's always been. I mean, God, guns, and gays, right? Okay. I mean, abortion goes right in there. That's so this always is their been wet dream. The right. Wrong term for them. This is their uh, <laughs> salvation dream, uh, right? This is the moment. Finally, they get to end abortion. So that we know the certitude crowd where they're going to be, but they're not. They're a small minority. They're not enough. Gonna be Just to know, I think we need to reframe this conversation and stop using their language. What this is about is does government have the right to make medical decisions for its citizens? That's what this is. Yes. Yes. And the answer is government does not in the in the home of the free, (laughs) government does not have a right to dictate my medical decisions or her medical decisions in this case, since it's only women. um, Period. Yeah, the term I came up with them, because I was trying to figure out the term. What is the term, right, for what we call them? I don't like them. It's uh, religion-enforced reproductionists. 
Or a theocracy. Right. Well, yes. But the point is they're trying to enforce. Religion. What did you say? Religion enforced reproductionists. Because what they're focused on is reproduction must be religiously enforced. And then when you frame it that way. Because when you say, and I agree with you, when you say this is a medical decision, that does not click with them at all. Because it's not medical about them. It's about saving a baby. But religion enforced reproduction appeals to the religion decision. Go ahead. The the screaming hypocrisy oh, sure. of this sure. is so deafening when you actually look at the book that they thump on and don't bother to read. <laughs> Jesus never said a single thing about abortion. But there is a little section in Matthew about when life begins, and that's when God breathes it in and he breathes it back out, which means it's out of the womb. So if it's out of the womb, that's fine. But you know right. what? Nobody, and I mean nobody, gets to tell me what to do with my body. Period. End of sentence. Yeah, Full freaking yeah. stop. So I think the prediction then, which is what they you're should have to take financial responsibility for all these babies. Bingo. They're the ones cutting WIC, which is yeah. you know food stamps. Women in crisis. Yeah. Yeah. You know they're the ones that cut public education. They're the ones that want to cut Head Start. As Randy Rhodes used to say, they love the fetus and they hate the child. Right. So how so, on so, earth? So. How on earth do they get the the label of pro life when they do all this stuff that really? Damages. Uh-oh. Brian's got to get in. Go, Executive Brian. <laughs> Is it going to force you to claim your religious beliefs in order to have an abortion? Because that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about a religious belief. So whether or not you have to claim it in order to get one, or well, you're not a Catholic, you're a Catholic, you can't do that. That's where the path goes for me. <laughs> so, uh, exactly. Right, so religious people should not get abortions. Right. So Just spot. let the rest of the people get you know the irony on that, though? Statistically, they have the highest rate. Honey, I know personally some <laughs> very religious people who have. Had. Who have. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, that's why hip, I think, hip, hip, I, I think you all just you answered my question on the table, which okay. is, how will it affect the election? If you just asked this question in 1985, I would have said it was it was a disaster for the the pro life, I mean, the pro uh, the Choice. pro choices. Yeah. It, but now, which even they show polls, as much as 75 percent support Roe v. Wade. This is a this is just another example of the implosion of the certitude right. I think this is going to just cause cause more problems for them. Yeah, it'll make them win in a deep red district in Missouri, uh, but it You're, may flip everything else. And the economic women are going to vote in even more yeah. numbers than 2018, and they right. voted in record numbers. Right. In so you the know. women are going to come out, and then also you're facing Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi. Yeah. They're all facing huge economic backlashes. Yeah. Netflix pulls out Netflix of Georgia. Pulls out. I mean, Disney's pulling out. What was the, the previous host? Five billion dollars potential revenue for Georgia yeah. that could that could be lost as a result of this. No, <laughs> gone. This Poof. is this is this this discussion is over. It ended in 1916 when Margaret Sanger opened the first uh, women's health clinic and offered a forms of contraception. And it, ever since then, it's just been a juggernaut that is not. It's like it's like the oppression of women as property that's gone. And these folks are going to bump up the old time religion is going to hit up against this Me Too, Times Up, women's rights reckoning, and women going to be like. Uh-uh. There's going to be so much finger oh, wagging. Women, women and, and, and kids. Yeah. Like the younger generation, oh, yeah. just, I mean, you they don't get the, it. They don't yeah, get yeah, why yeah. the government's up in your uterus. They, it's like this weird concept to them. They don't understand why that it could even happen. How they can country. get a package room in the universe. How the on uterus. earth can you get an elephant in the uterus? It's just not possible. <laughs> That's a reference to the Republican Party. That's Jeff Hendrick. You heard Erica Ferriston. Executive Brian, I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for listening to Possibility Politics. We'll do this again. <laughs> Without you, we're nothing. 